0: been speaking to you over the period about the God of purpose. But today, God told me to speak to you about this. God has a better plan for you. The topic is, God has a better plan for you. Because time is a big gone, I want to go straight into that message. But you need to recognize this. In my pre-lecture, all the lectures I've been giving you about purpose, I told you I found out that one of the greatest reasons why many Christians struggle on earth is because they live a life without a purpose. And I helped you understand the origin of purpose from God himself in Genesis. We looked into various things about purpose. And one of the things I told you is that purpose is the driver of visions. I remember I told you that purpose is the foundation behind your existence and I remember that I told you that purpose gives your decision and strategy it guides your decisions and strategies towards your creative values that is a man of purpose that purpose will guide his decisions in life because your decisions in life is focused towards a purpose and that affects your behavior I tell you that purpose aligns your team towards a common goal. And last week, uh, last, um, no, this month, first, second, third, it was marriage seminar, and we looked into unity as bedrock of marriage. So, and I explained to you that the first corporation was established by God when he brought the man and the woman together and called him husband and wife. And I have, I told you to, I, I, I informed you that the reason why marriages break down is because the number of marriages, in, they began without a purpose. Somebody who is not matured enough or somebody who does not have understanding of purpose just met a, a, a woman or a man and locked up in a relationship that became a marriage. And after a while, purpose began to be defined in life. And they discovered that they are divergent completely. And one cannot align his purpose with the other and what ends that relationship is it breaks even in the church of god many relationships break because they were relationship that was not built on purpose because if they have a purpose they will have a common goal and the purpose will align both of them to a common goal we look very deeply into the fact that when somebody with another person either for marriage or for you know company or wherever the first challenge is mindset has to be changed because they both came from different backgrounds they grew up in different environments they grew up knowing different ways of doing things but now they have to work together so the first thing is a change of mindset which many people miss and because of that A lot of problems come in marriage. And the strangest thing is that a good number of believers are suffering because they live a life without a purpose, but they are binding the devil and that's why they never get free. And they never succeed. No matter how much deliverance you do when you lack purpose, no matter how much you accuse witches and wizards and Satan and demons when you lack purpose, they laugh at you when you bind them because they have no business with you. The only problem is that you live a life without a purpose. And I gave you an uh, an assignment to go back and ask yourself, what is your purpose in life? Next week, I'm going to be talking about enablers of purpose, the characteristics that enable purpose. At the same time, I will talk about the distrust of destiny. But today, I'm talking to you about God has a better plan for your life. In the book of Genesis, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, under that, you title that as God's, God has a plan for you. That's the first thing we're looking at. The topic is God has a better plan for your life. And we're looking at number one, subtitle, so God has a plan for you. Jeremiah 29:11. He says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Now, we have looked at these before, but look at it again. God said, I know the plans I have for you. If we look at that scripture... Just as God said it. The first thing is that God has a plan for you. That is amazing. If God is the one who knows his plan for you, the second thing you can infer from that is that it is not possible for Satan to know it. Because he will have to enter into God to see the plan. Therefore, if it is impossible for Satan to know God's plan for you, It is impossible for any warlord or medium or witch or wizards or whatever I call them or demons to know the plans of God for you. Alright, because 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verse 9, we'll look at that next week into details to 16. tells you that no one knows the mind of God except the Spirit of God in him. So if no one knows the mind of God and the plans of God is in his heart for you. It takes only people who have his spirit, through whom he can reveal his plan, to know it, when he does reveal the plan. So all this myth in the church of God, that some devils block your way, some devils destroy the plan of God for you, they are nonsense. No Satan can plan against what he doesn't understand. So Satan cannot plan against your life to frustrate the plans of God for you. Because he doesn't know it. And he cannot know it. Are we in agreement? Come on now, talk to me. I said what the devil does not know, he cannot plan against it. Yes? Okay. But then the Bible went for to say that plans to prosper you and not to harm you. So we understand that the plan of God is to prosper us. Number three, we understand that the plan of God cannot harm us. Number four, we understand that the plans of God give us hope. And number five, the plans of God give us a future. He said plans not plans to prosper you are not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Okay? I want to believe that you write you written down the five points there. Number one, God has a plan for me. Write it down. Number two, his plan is to prosper me. Number three, his plan, plans are not to harm me. Number four, his plan is to give me hope. And number five, his plan is to give me future. Let me now help you understand this. The plans of God enrooted, you can never be harmed. But you can suffer pain. Does that look strange? Many people don't understand that the plans of God to be fulfilled, the pathway that God will take you through, you will suffer some pain. But it cannot harm you because the end of the pain is celebration. Look, God sent Jesus Christ for a purpose to redeem you and I back to him. How did he achieve it? By pain. Death on the cross. All right? To be nailed in your hand when you are still alive. To put thorns on your head when you are still alive. I don't think it's not painful. Come on now. You suffer some pain. But it's not to harm Jesus. Jesus. That is the pathway to destiny, and the pathway to destiny will encounter some pain, but that pain will soon end up in glory. Because the pain is not to harm him, but to bring him to the future, the expected end, God says. Look, there are many believers today who are mechanized because they don't understand the word of God. When you are going through your pain time, don't let someone tell you that there's a demon that is affecting you. No, 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 no. It has no business with a demon. It has business with you and the one who sent you, who made you and created you. Because the way God will take you through to end is to, 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 to achieve his plan. Don't you think that you will not suffer some pain? No pain, no gain. Okay? Secondly, when you look at women who marry, when the women marry, what do you pray for them? God give you fruits of the womb. Is that not the first prayer? prayer? That's the first prayer, isn't it? If you pray for a woman on his her wedding day, if you didn't pray that she should give back to children, she, I'm sure that she would not be impressed. Because what are you praying? Money, that's not what she wants. She didn't go and marry because of money. She married because she wants to have children, isn't it? But when you bless the woman you'll be mother of nations you see her amen will be from the depth of the heart hallelujah somebody her amen will resound if you are praying other ones that he said just say amen when he said that you shall be fruitful by this and next the amen will double charge hallelujah somebody isn't it okay the woman did not have in his conception the pain of labor are you with me now The moment the woman conceives, what happens, some of them, their body begins to change. Some of them, they begin to vomit. Some of them, they begin to fall sick. But the woman, if a woman is having morning sickness, you call it, because of pregnancy, she celebrates it. She is happy that it has happened to me. Hello? Though the sickness is not comfortable, but what gives her hope is what she carries. Alright? this sickness is not harmful. Okay? And then she keeps on going, keeps on going. And you see them when, 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 when the pregnancy is about three months, four months and stuff like that. You see the women change their clothing. And they, they try to make themselves feel like they used to be. You meet them on the road, don't you? They will buy some clothes, you know, uh, what do you call this gown they buy. Maternity gowns and stuff. And it will change with size along the way hello and the husband is celebrating but he will not remember that one day this woman will die so that life will come out of her and pick her life up again called labor pain he will not understand or think that he will come to a place where the woman is going through travail and he cannot help her his prayer will become incantation even some men are paralyzed. They don't know what to do when they see their wife in labor pain. Excuse me somebody. Does that pain bring sorrow? No. Because the end of the pain will give back to a new life who will be cherished and be loved in the home. an addition to the existence of the family. Listen to me. God plan and the way by which you will go that is the means to the end of the plan you suffer pain but that pain is not to harm you that pain is to glorify you and let me say you ultimate a believer we are we got saved and our ultimate aim is heaven hallelujah but we can't reach heaven unless we die amen that is painful but it's the last pain that leads to eternal tribulation somebody say amen Amen. for those who die in Christ not those who died in church therefore for this time understand we go further that the plans of God is to prosper you and the ways Through which God achieves his plan through your life, may be painful, okay, there may be some sorrow, but there will be no harm. Which means harm speaks of end of the matter. The end of your matter is prosperity and expected end. Number two, God's plan is according to his purpose. God does not plan without a purpose. Isaiah chapter 14 verse 24 he says the Lord Almighty has sworn surely as I plan it shall be and as I purpose it will stand. Let's read our scripture together. The Lord Almighty. Hey stop this is cathedral. Shall we read the word of the living God together with life? you have read it so it is for you I've told you whenever you read the word of God you are speaking to yourself Okay? so when you have an opportunity to read the word of God it will light is a if you look at this scripture there are three major things that I picked out from here that is in line with what we are teaching number one God has a plan for your life He says the Lord Almighty has shown surely as I planned so it will be Number two, God has a purpose for your life. You guys say, as I purpose. So, and number three, the plans of God came from His purpose. <coughs> yes, I will agree with me. Number four is that His plan is certain, He cannot change. God cannot change His plan. Do you agree with me? Say amen. amen. I want you to look at these scriptures to defile taboos and myth that the enemy had made some to believe. Because the person who believes in a myth is living in a wonderland that will never manifest. He's living in a night that day will never come. But a person living in the word of God is living continuously in the day in the light and a man who lives in darkness cannot see but the one who lives in light does not need anyone to show him the way let's look at the application of this in the life of jeremiah chapter 1 verse 5 what did he say before i formed you in the womb i knew you before you were born i set you apart I appointed you as a prophet to the nation let me read it again God said to Jeremiah before I formed you in the womb that before you came into your mother's womb you have existed somewhere and I knew you correct this is one of the scriptures that help believers in Christ to know that human spirits have been created by God they are in heaven okay When the time comes for them to be born, they are sent by the Father. Yes? Come on now, let's speak. Because God said, I knew you before you were formed in the womb, before you entered your mother's womb. Now he said, before you were born, okay, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nation. Now, understand this, therefore, write this down from that scripture God's knowledge of you predates your existence the knowledge of God about you it predates your existence existence before I formed you I knew you God said number two God's purpose for your life predates your birth God's purpose for your life predates your birth. It says, I set you apart before you were born. And number three, God's appointment for your life predates your birth. Your purpose predates your birth. Your appointment predates your birth. Come on now. Let me help you understand some mystery in this. If God foreknew you before you were formed, Certainly, he must have formed you according to his purpose for you. Do we agree? Say amen. Amen. Because what I'm speaking is common sense from the scriptures. If God says that before you were formed, before I formed you, I knew you. And he says, before you were born, I have a purpose for you and I set you apart. Alright, and I appointed you. It means therefore that no wonder the kind of brain and personalities different people have because God created them like that for the purpose for which He created them. Yes, you see some people very studious, very, very studious and heavily learned, but they can never be a ruler. Okay, they have wisdom, knowledge. They will be advising those who rule, who are not intelligent like them. And those who rule, when they get fixed, they will go to them for knowledge. They are the ones who tell the rulers what to do, and rulers will do it. But let me say this to you. Those people, they are wired by God and created by God to give themselves to knowledge and that's it. They are not satisfied in with rulership. They don't want that headache. Whereas those ordained to be rulers, They don't want, they don't care about knowledge. They have little knowledge because they recognize that under their cabinet are knowledge, every knowledge they need. You will not see a person who wants to be a prime minister of a country, then study... Um, uh, 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 trade and industry, study economics, then study banking, then study civil engineering, then study architecture, then study law, and study everything. He can do that. That person is not wired by God to be master of all knowledge. There are some people God has given sort to be master of all knowledge, but they are not inclined towards relationship. Because God knew you before he formed you so he formed you in line with what his purpose is for you and you know the purpose of God for Christians is two for life and godliness you have a physical purpose which which determines your career in life or your means of livelihood and you have the spiritual purpose which is the call of God upon your life every Christian Okay, let's move to the third one Number three, God has his way, or ways, to fulfill his plans and purposes for your life. God has his ways to fulfill his plans and purposes for your life. He says in the book of Isaiah 55, verse 8 to 9, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, my, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts the bible talks about two major things here number one the thoughts of God number two the ways of God and if you look at the book of Jeremiah in the King James Version when it says I know my plan in, in INIV it says I know my plan towards you King James Version interpreted it as my thoughts towards you okay what I tell you is that the way a man thinks results in the plans of the man. Are we in agreement? Your plan is a result of your thoughts. Correct? You know this puppet is too far. Give me my puppet. I want, you know, I feel like having the power to open you up and put God inside you. You understand what I, that's how I feel. That everything that God has put in me just come and, and enter into you. You have no reason to be miserable. You have no right to fail in any good thing except evil thing. The Bible says, he that has word without knowledge is like a brute breed that perishes. Hello? Knowledge, you cannot pray in the place of knowledge. Prayer has what it handles. Knowledge has what it handles. No matter how much you fast and pray, for what you need to act, that thing will be there. When you finish your prayer for 20 years, you still need that thing there waiting for you to act. Prayer will not bring the action. No, it is you who bring the action. But many believers pray, 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 pray over everything. And God is saying, I have already answered. I have done it, but He didn't hear it. Hello. I say, God is thinking about you. And the thought of God is according to his plan. Write it down. God is thinking about me. All the time. From the day he formed you. To the day he sent you to your mother's womb, to the day you were born, to the day you are growing till today, till you die. He is always thinking about you because his thoughts brought his plan and his plan came from his purpose. You can begin to say and agree with me here that the major reasons why believers, many believers, struggle about fulfilling destiny is the fact that if God is the writer of your destiny, and God is the one thinking about your destiny, and God is the one who knows the ways of your destiny to be able to reach there, your inability to understand His ways is consequential to you missing the destiny. Do we get it right? Let me repeat myself. God is the one who design your destiny. God is the one out of his purpose. And then God is the one who designed the ways. Because he says, my ways are not your ways to the destiny. So, if a Christian is struggling to attain destiny, it has nothing to do with witchcraft. It has nothing to do with demons. It has to do with only one thing. His inability to understand the ways God set. Let me give you an example. I was going to be married. I met my wife and I said that to you in the, in, the, in the lecture. I met my wife and then God said, that is your wife, went to my father. My father was arguing until God spoke to him. My mother received it immediately. My father said, okay, if God, does what God says, though he has in his own plan for me to marry someone from my tribe. But God said, this is your wife. Okay. My father said, okay then, if that be the case, let's go. You expect that when God says it, the road is clear. Yeah, the road is clear, but not without a fight. Then we have to now go to my father-in-law. All the families of my wife accepted me instantly. And then my father-in-law said no. One man said no. And it delayed us for 10 years. Okay? I will say, we met for 10 years. We were to marry in five years after we met. We bought wedding gowns, two or three. Our friends used it. In our own time, we understand Bible till today. A boy cannot choose who he will marry without the father's consent. Neither can a girl say, I'm going to, I love this one, it's kissable. Let me go and jump into his house. Unless your parents release you. And because your parents are the guard over your soul. Everyone who gave birth to a child want the best for the child. Correct? So we have to pray. We have to pray. I'm saying this because some of you are young. And you need to know it. This is what I did in my 20s. Prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed. To know the will of the father. And I told my father. Don't go and beg anybody anymore. Don't worry yourself. Let me sort myself out with the one who made me. Let me hear from his mouth. And, and what I was asking you is so simple. When is my wedding? I'm not asking him who should I wear. Because he told me that this is my wife. I didn't have the knowledge I have today that I have to fight for it. Okay? But I had the knowledge that if it is God, he will bring everything in conformity of his will. So, we started praying, and then I was asking God, by the way, when is my wedding day? I didn't say capture my father-in-law. No. And I didn't bind him or lose him. Like some people will be doing that, that's why God answered answer their prayer. They pray amiss, the Bible says. I asked the God who would me, take me to the drawing board. And then the Lord Jesus appeared to me and took me out of my body, took me to heaven. Okay? Took me to the place where the books of records of life of people are kept. Your purpose is written. The Bible says that before you were born, God had written all your life, every day of your life, in the book of days. It is called the book of days. That book is more than, I could say, nine-dimensional figure. Because here, planet Earth, we, uh, we look at ourselves with three dimensions. Y exists, Z as and X exists. That is what determines your, your all what you see. But in the book of days of God, you will see every scene of the day that he wants you to see. In one sight, you will see everything. Look, it is good to love God. And the Lord took, opened the diary from the day I asked him that last day, and showed me everything that will happen in my life every day, until uh, March 83. And he said, your wedding is next month. And he said to me that, what is the day? Choose the day. I said, 30th. He said, you got it right. I said, wow. I got it before the Lord. And he looked at me and he smiled and he said that nobody gets it wrong before me. I now understand that when you are in the presence of God, you cannot miss anything because it is his presence. You will know everything. I was saying this in a pastor's meeting two days ago. That people die. People don't understand. When a man dies, all right. Now, you will now know everything about yourself. God will not say to those who go to hell, go to hell. Once they die, the whole of their life will be made known to them in a split second. All what they have done in life will be made known to them in a split second. By their choice, they will run to hell uncontrollably. They will be running towards hell. God, in such a speed that God cannot pull them back. Because they have had not... How many of you when you close your you don't know your house? Same way, people who died in Christ, they will be walking majestically towards heaven with the God of angels. Because once you leave your body, you become spirits. That is the reason why the judgment of God is not partial. Because man will judge himself by the knowledge of himself which he has done in the secret and which has not been known to man. He shall know it. So therefore, the problem of believers on earth is this. If you do not understand the ways God ordained for you to reach your purpose, you blow it. Look at the book of Romans chapter 12 verse 2. Romans 12 tells you something. What did it say? Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be you what? Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. When I talk about the enablers of destiny and also the destroyers of destiny, You will find out. destroy of destiny of Christians, demon is not there. Satan is not there. Ignorance killed them. Are you with me now? And I'll help you know this. You know, when you have an enemy aiming to shoot you, or shooting at random, from your back, and someone say to you, look into your phone, look into your phone, it's over there. And you take your weapon and you begin to spray the front. How many years can you shoot to the front? And the bullet will reverse to kill the enemy in the back. So are many Christians. They lie to you that Satan is, in, is uh, responsible for what you are responsible for. That's why people pray, 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 pray. Daniel prayed. He had answer. Satan said, I've been praying, pray. He had answer. What is wrong with your own prayer? It's because the Bible says your prayer means you prayer means, you will be there for years praying over the same thing, nothing will happen. I will the name. That's what tells me. For you to know the plans of God. Okay? You must stop following the pattern of this world. So, therefore, if a Christian pray, 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 he can't see, he can't hear, check the pattern of the world that you are following. A gossip? Is that born again gossip? A slanderer? Is that one against Nandra Does that look like God? He's the ways of this world. But you see, at the same time, the Scripture tells me here that you can test and approve God's perfect will. Correct? Yes, you can prove and test. You can test and approve of God's perfect will, which is God's purpose, which is God's way. You cannot manage any decision in your life always ask God, always seek God, so that you can know. Someone said, but I've been seeking him, I've been asking him. Okay, let me help you understand further. Look at the book of Romans chapter 8. Let's look at verse 28. These are the things that hinder you. That's that, the first scripture I gave you now, told you the ways of this world. Romans 12 two. Okay, but Romans 8 went further to explain it. It said shall we read it together? But we know good can you see something hidden in that scripture? God doesn't work for the good of those who go to church. No (laughs) no he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't work for the good of ministers. No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. But the people he works for, they are good who go to church. And some of them may be ministers. God qualified the people he works for. Those who love him. Excuse me. Now, last Sunday I asked you, when Daniel was called to interpret Belshazzar's The Handwriting of God, Many, many take care. He said, Take care. God has weighed you. Isn't it? And I found you wanting. Therefore, God decided that your kinship your is taking you tonight. And that night he died. If God were to weigh your love for him, do you really love him? Excuse me. I told him when you cross now. They study the Bible here, this place, this job building. This is house of God. Jesus says, My house shall be house of prayer for all nations. Your own is to come every Sunday. Who do you worship? Who do you serve? God, you must be a joker. Very, very joking. Because none of you went to university once a day and came out with decision. Even past. Is that not so? Excuse me somebody here, if you love somebody, when you are those of you who are married, when you were cutting your wife or your husband, you used to see one another once in a month, yes, raise your hand. The person you married, you saw her once in a month and then she married you because you love her so much that you see her only once in a month, yes, no, you hear from her once in a week, so she was very happy. And he was very happy and then married you because you just asked of him or her once in a week. What does love make you do? Love makes you available all the time. You dreamt about the person that you loved. You, some of you took the photographs, cherished the photograph all the time. Am I lying? Answer me, man. Yes, sir. Even some of you got to the place where you are kissing picture. And the person you are kissing didn't know you are even kissing picture. Excuse me, somebody. Am I, am I, am I communicating something correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, they open up now. If they sell flower in your region, you give a flower. And you put a card to match the flower. You take the pen to go and look for the best of the card. I remember when I was in Koshi with mommy, I will buy a big giant card. I never buy a small card because I'm a hilarious man. A big giant card, and I will write with my handwriting, which is not good. I'll be very careful when I'm writing it so that I can look good. Okay? And I'll draw the heart of man with arrow. That is what they did at the time that the arrow pierced my heart, like the Lord. Hello, somebody. I would tell of her to anybody I met. I was not ashamed to say this my wife. As far as I'm concerned, she's the best gift. I don't care what your feeling is, you must know this. This is my wife. If, you are, if a woman is trying to walk wormerously around me, I quickly tell that this is my wife-to-be. And every misbehavior stopped. She was my defense because I love her. If I don't have money to eat, she must eat. Excuse me. If I don't have clothes to wear, she must have clothes to wear. Excuse me. I will escort her to her house. She will escort me back to my house. Then I will escort her back to her house. I say, don't come again. (laughs) Equation. Finished. balance. And when I'm going, she will stand at the door of her house. She will not shut the door. Wave. When I walk a distance, I look back You see there. Wave. Hallelujah, somebody. I'm talking about, do you love me more than this Jesus said? So, how can you say you love Jesus? They pray in this church every day, one hour, you don't come. They gather every Wednesday to look at the word of God, which is the manual to unravel the ways to enter your purpose in life. You are not there. Children come, they are accelerating and rising. You don't come and you are fighting over a little success in life. He said, hey God, didn't hear me. How will he hear you? When he was speaking, you are nowhere to be found. You say, I love you. You keep your money from him. You say, I love you. You keep your affection from him. They are worshiping God. You keep your mouth shut. How can you not sing the praise of the one you love? If you stand the praise of a man that you love, and you can't sing the praise of the God that you love. If you testify about the man that you love, and you cannot testify before people about Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you profess you love. then you didn't love him. You only come to him to use him. No wonder you struggle with purpose. Understanding the way. Because he says, We know all things work for good. God is working for all. God works for the good of those who love him. Who love him. That's an opportunity in the church to serve. You do nothing. Oh, you say, I'm shy. When you met your lover, you weren't shy. If you are shy, I will marry you. Anything you did in physical exchange for love, more than that God expects from you, To show you love him, they call me saying you are not there. Excuse me, somebody. Excuse me, somebody. If you person want to marry, give you appointment to come and see her. First time he didn't come. Second time he didn't come. Third time she begin to think otherwise, because she begin to think this is a useless man. This is what he will do when I get home. That's the fact. And a woman who sees a man who is like that, and you still put your head, of course pain sorrow follow someone is giving you green lights practical life that he don't truly really love you and you see put your head there it ends up in regrets many have regretted it am i lying let me help you know something i'm talking about God works everything for the good of those who love him and how you show love for God is not different from how you should love for man if you do not if you truly love god what happens to you is that you will begin to understand his ways you have a problem they meet on wednesday on tuesday sharing the, the scriptures talking about the life of the character while they were talking about the life of the character it happened that it is your problem that person has And they were showing how that person got out of the problem. God was just speaking to you what to do. You leave the place to do it and the problem is gone. But you were not there when God was sharing that. How will you overcome that problem? The Bible is the manual given to man to know the ways by which God operates. But those who love Him. Those who love Him. Some of us love our flesh so much that we spend hours taking care of our flesh. But the house of God is dirty. you. Walk past it. The house of your lover. Listen to me. If someone says to you contrary, what I'm telling you, i wait in a short time. We'll all see him as we ought. I pray that everybody who listened to my voice on earth will not regret in death. Amen. On Friday, I went to funeral of one of our Beloved. She's a daughter of mine, she's a minister, and she died at 55 this Friday. I went to two meetings. In the morning, I went to the funeral, and in the evening, I went to speak to ministers. Okay? But this woman, before she died, she was sick, and she told these to children that, Look, when I'm healed, all of you will wear white, and we will celebrate. And the children were happy because she had cancer the third day she died but she not healed yes she was healed because death is the most healing a sickness can when a man dies you get out of this body that is sick then you inherit the eternal body that would never fall sick death is the entrance of a child of God so, what do I call it? Palacious. I'm looking for a word for it. If you saw heaven once, you will hate this world. I've been there a number of times. And I'm a true witness. Nothing in this world will, will, will be a pleasure to you. That is the reason why I can't serve God less than the way I serve him. I even will serve him more. When I was a young boy at the age of eight, nine, I went to church every morning, five a m, and I went to church every evening, six pm. Now you are enjoying it now. I'm not among the ministers that Satan brag anywhere in the world. It's impossible. I served him from when I was young. And I had never had an encounter that I decided to go for something, and something blocked it. What will block it? Who is it that will block it? Before your eyes I did what I did now meat, oh a Satan somewhere if I didn't eat with Satan yesterday how can he expect me on his table today if I do not have fellowship with demons why should I see them on my dreams it's abomination for them the one I have fellowship with is the one who appears to me on my dream from a tender age love for God is not just fracassing It is action. It is encapsulated in the heart of man. It burns like fire in the souls of those who have it. If you don't have it, you lost it. You got to get it. And then, before you ask, he will do it. You cannot ask God for something and you don't get it. Understand, when I was going to marry, I was not a pastor. I was not even a deacon. I was nobody in the church, but an intercessor. And uh, in that sense, i not giving any p- credence in those days. Are you with me now? My mates, when we gather and they are talking all nightmare they had, I'll be telling them about daily visitation. They'll be saying, that, Ah, you are a different person. I say, No, no, no. Come tonight, vigil. Your dream will change. Though I did not have the knowledge I have today, then, about God. And yet, without such knowledge, I still sought Him. Okay? So it is not my analysis for you or to you. It's not something abstract. Are we together now? You will find me when you are. No, 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 no. look at Jeremiah 29. Verse 12. Let's read from verse 11 again to verse 12. Yes, let's read. Did he say that you pray to him before he listened? That's what he says. Then you will call me. Isn't it? And come and what? Then? What about you who when they are praying every day you are not there? How will he listen? No, it's your prayer he listens to. Every day, here. Tomorrow now, we pray here, seven to, nine, 7 to 8. In this church, every day we pray. Because the Bible said, in the book of Acts, chapter 2, from verse 4, 2, read it down. They devoted themselves to apostles' preaching, and to fellowship, and to prayer. And they said they met in the temple daily. They come from work to, to pray. And we have people who do that among you. And you have been in the church all these years, all these months. When they talk about that, people from outside will talk. It's like, taboo. let me tell you something. I met a woman yesterday in the graveside. When we finished burying the beloved who went to glory. As I was going to my car, a woman ran after us. Apostle, apostle, apostle. She may be watching me right now. She said, I watch your program all the time. I'm one of your followers. I said, well, the Lord bless you. Before I replied, she said, last Sunday, this is what you preached. You are talking about purpose. He said, this lecture on purpose has transformed my life. I said, praise be to the Lord. But it is possible for you who were there live, not to have understood And I said to mommy that, look, you know what I have to do now? I will be calling people who follow me on the social media to the convocation that God gave me for you. Every last Friday, they will come here. Anybody who knows he has part in my calling, meet me here so that the God who appeared to me will deal with you too first second thought of every morning said, I you call a prayer. That if people can bring their prayer requests, first second thought. He said, watch it, what I will do that month. I begin to tell them now to come. It's in cemetery. I will get because the burial of that woman, we didn't go there. Everybody wore white. Because he said, when I'm healed, you wear white. And then, all of us will wear white, and we will celebrate. And on the third day, she was healed by death. So, her work keeping, everybody was white. Listen to me. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your might, with all your soul. After all, when we die, you will be in his presence forever. If you don't know how to do it here, how will you do it there? Come on now. For those who love him, let me help you know this. God works everything according to the counsel of his will. Look at the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11. Talk about purpose, Talk about his will. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who what? Works out everything in conformity. Shall we read that scripture together? Now, understand, I showed you in the book of Jeremiah that the way to which God will take you through to achieve his purpose, you may suffer pain. Alright, sometimes sorrow is along the path which you have to conquer. But God works everything according to his plan. And he works everything out to conform with his will. In conformity with his will. I don't have more time with you now. I will have helped you to understand from mathematics the word conformity. Conformity. But I give you a hint about it. You know this wall. When you go to the, when you move away from the wall by satellite, the more you move away from the wall, you will see a rugged terrain, isn't it? The wall is rugged. It's not flat. At a time, we understood in land surveying and mapping sciences that some people who came about the first invention about surveying, they believed that the world was flat. So they will draw the plan of the art with the concept of flat mathematics okay after some time that science increased they felt that well the world is conical it is cylindrical really and then they began to use the mathematics 2.0 for the world computation and then someone came and said no 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 it is conical so they use cone And then, when knowledge increased, they said, No, 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 no. It is spheroidal. So, when they came to the area of spheroid, they got so close to the real thing. And they used the calculation of spheroid. But then, when knowledge was Get it to perfection. They discovered that it was a sphere flattened at the poles. And then we come about what they call conformal projection. In other words, the shape of mathematics that we conform the world with determines the reference points on earth. And by it now we are calculating the distance of satellites and sun and moon and mass and rest of them. They call it conformal projection. So, the conformal projection, therefore, any calculation of location of man or hill or river or position on earth, you cannot get it accurately unless you reference it to the conformity. Conformal projection. Okay? Your ruggedness will become steroid. So, when the Bible says, God works everything in conformity with his purpose it means the purpose of god is the reference point of life your life goes zigzag it has to conform to purpose your life digresses this way it will come back and conform to purpose let me give you two examples the first example is abraham i'll talk to you more about this next week abraham in chapter 12 of genesis god promised him and sent him out at the age of 75 He said, I'm going to make you into a great nation. Abraham said, Amen. He believed God. God counted to me as righteousness. And he moved from Iran, the land of all, straight away, and to Canaan. Okay? So, at the age of 85, the wife said to to him that, God promised you, you were 75 when God promised you. I was 65. Now, 11 years, I'm now 76. And you are now 86. And we are getting older. Do you understand, Abraham? God does not really mean I am the one who will give you the promised child, but my, my, my servant, maid servant. And Abraham confirmed with his wife, agreed with his wife. Okay, he went into the maid servant, gave birth to a child at 86. Okay, Hagar came into the light. Thinking that that is the will of God. Do you understand the mistake of Abraham? A man who believed God from the beginning. A man who speaks with God mouth to mouth. When his wife suggested to him. Why did he not conform him to the, to the God. The word of God. Why did he not come to God himself and say that my wife said this. Is that the truth? Many times you try to fix destiny by your own will. You give birth to your Ishmael. Every time. A Christian who works away from the will of God, who, who cannot understand that God is not far to hear, is not distant, lock up yourself, empty belly, ask God, seek Him, you will find Him. When you seek Him with all your heart, don't seek Him with a hidden agenda in your heart. Haven't made up your mind, you are asking God to rob us. stamp your decision. Hey, God will, 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 will manifest and an Israel will be born. Ishmael is a pain in the bones of Abraham till today. Sarah cries Christ for the manifestation of Ishmael. Islam came by Ishmael. And look at what Islam is to target Jews and target Christianity. That's all. That's all. The two seeds of Abraham. Because of mistake of woman. How many times have you taken decisions ignoring God and you are suffering now? Huh? Understand it is normal. It is normal. Samson said, marry her to me. I love her so much. And God said, don't marry from among them. He went. He lost his eyes. He did fulfill destiny, but with his life. I would gather now. Because he chose his own way. His father said to him, God said, we must not marry from them. They are our enemies. He said, I love them. May you not love what will kill you. Amen. Are we together? But however, having he messed up in chapter 16 of Genesis, God visited him again in chapter 17 at the age of 99. <laughs> Can we not see? I know my plans towards you, says the Lord. The plans not harm you. The plans to give you hope and it. He says, the Lord Almighty has once surely as I plan. It shall be as I propose. Your mistake of yesterday had not changed God's mind. Understand me? Don't let Satan say to you that because of this mistake, you <clears throat> leave, him, leave the devil in the shore of gossip. Leave the devil in the shore of backbiting. You go back to your maker, because God's plan for you has not changed because of your blunder. He didn't change it for those before you. He didn't change it for you. He will never change for anybody. If you blunder, God has ordained it that you will suffer your pain. Your mishmash are manifest, and that will teach you experience. You, every generation, there are some youths who will only live by experience other youths will obey and they will not have regrets but other youths will disobey and do what they like and they are the one who will always be saying that ah if i had known that should not be your portion." if you are here if you are in Christ with tabernacle shouldn't you be a person eh? especially when it comes to choosing the right partner don't have a fear that you are getting too old who told you you are getting too old god ordains purpose for each people each person at different times oh all your mates are getting married you go and get married tell the person that you go and marry for me that you marry the person on my behalf i remain as i am until god will bring yeah if the person says to you that you should go and marry you tell the person that please if you get somebody that can marry me you marry that person for me yes because even twins i've never heard it that two children came out of a womb of a woman's belly together one will give way for the other does that not teach you that the time you finish first degree may be different from the year i finished first degree okay your finishing fourth degree before me it does not make me obsolete fourth degree is fourth degree really if my degree is more degree than your degree that'd be a problem hallelujah though i finish late you rush out with the pass i finish late so i got decision. distinction what is the difference when i come now i put my decision that all your years that you have been marking time i will jump over it though i finish late but i finish well i will gather now look look when in the book of genesis chapter 14 give me another terminal finish genesis chapter 14 the bible says when god led israel out of egypt he did not lead them through the way of philistines though it was shorter many christians want shortcuts. God, don't go short court, I tell you. He didn't lead them. What did he do? He led them to Red Sea. God will lead you to dead end. Okay? When God leads you to dead end, what happened to them? The moment they got to Red Sea, some dissidents in the church arose and began to say, have we not told you this Moses is a liar? He's an imposter. He's not sent by God. With all the miracles they have seen, is still happening today in church people ah god didn't send them follow me ah. but you know something moses never spoke he had them he never replied why he knows the one who sent him because god has said to him i will go and harden the heart of pharaoh because i want to gain glory over pharaoh that is the reason why, when they got a dead end and then God sent Pharaoh, Pharaoh started pursuing them. As he was pursuing them and they saw Pharaoh, they caused more pandemonium in Israel. That we told you, we will deliver all of you back to Pharaoh. Because this man has brought to us a desert to kill all of us. Some people split they follow the dissident. But others who are of God remain with the man of God. Because they remember the miracles that he performed. And they have not seen another leader who performed that miracle, but they have seen him. Hello? But you know something? When Pharaoh got closest to them, I'm talking about when you get to dead end in life. Don't listen to people who have no sense. And tell you that your dead end is because there is a witch in your house. There is no witch in any house. If there is a witch in your house, once the light comes into darkness, it is for the whole house to be lit. You shall be saved together with your family acts tells you chapter two okay what happened the bible says that the pillar of cloud and fire moved from the front and it went between them hallelujah god will separate all your enemies listen to me pillar of fire when the pillar of fire separated them the pillar of fire passed through israel they were not born he went to the back but when pharaoh tried to enter he was almost melting. God put a separation. Separation. Your sorrow may tarry for a night, but I announce to you a morning of, a dawn of morning is coming to you. If you can only love him. So what happened? The pillar of cloud passed over their head and descended upon Egypt. And within the twinkle of a night they were sleeping. Because it formed darkness instantly Take darkness and nobody can move But a short distance Less than this hole The other people were there Between these people and the other people is fire And cloud was here There was no The other one just was alive Now the people said Moses said to them When all these things was happening Almost getting to them to kill them Moses said be still and know And see the hand of God today He said the Egyptian you see today I see them no more. He said, The Egyptian you see today, you see them no. At that time, God had not fought at all. God was still where He was, and they were taunting them, telling the Israelites that this man is not a leader from God. Don't follow him. Let us go back to slavery. Come on now. Moses said, For the Lord will fight the battle for you. Then the pillar of fire said, Yes, I will fight the battle. Listen to me. The difference between Moses and them is this he loved God. You love god you know him they don't love god they don't know him they only talk of god that they had of. i wanted to go away from this place today and decide that you will really build relationship with god christianity is not theory at the age of nine i saw jesus christ it's not a fiction and i'm not i'm not telling you a story that when he used to appear to me up till now i'm still seeing him all right so it's not a story that oh when i used to Because the things he tells me and I come and tell you about nations, they happen to a letter. I haven't told you that God said to me that this will happen in England and I came and said God made a mistake. It cannot happen. Even when people say all things different and God tells me something totally unique, I say that all these people are liars. The whole nation of them, yes. And what I said was no nation. happen in in your own midst so it is not fiction satan does not want us to prosper we have to make a choice that we will not listen to the devil what pressure do you have in the world what is the evidence of a believer if you cannot give testimonies of your life when god allows you to go to dead end he will make a way where there seems there is no way but you have to be still with him it is by knowing him that you will not be shaken at the time of those trials. If you don't know him, a little trial you will turn back. If you don't know him, those who do not know God, who mingle with each other, they will lie to you and you follow lies. Anytime you follow life, waste of time, you go follow life for five years, five years of your life wasted. How many have done that and they have lived five years, ten years only recognize that, oh, we made a mistake. But you cannot recover the years you have wasted. I will never go to the place of lie if i was not a minister i cannot follow a minister who cannot show me the god that he's teaching me listen to me god will work everything in conformity to his will so therefore I want to stop there next week we will go on from there we'll look at the life of a man called Jephthah and the reason why I want to look at that is this your place of birth your family of birth may not define your destiny you may be born in a terrible condition Maybe when your mother gave, uh, gave birth to you, your father told your mother to abort you. Your mother said, I will not. And it is your mother's mercy that gave birth to you. So, your father ignored your mother. She suffered a lot. Because she would not abort you. It is not by her decision. It is by the purpose of eternal God for your life. Listen to me. You are born in a very adversely poor family. Does not mean... That your destiny is to die in poverty great men and women who share in the face of the earth they were born in the lowest state under heaven god does that to show that he is god how they mount up the authority and rule over nations. foreigners who are not christians have ruled in the nation they were foreigners go and check the prime ministers of england you will see foreigners there you see jews there okay go to america you will see them there Nigeria, the most terror president of Nigeria, is not a Nigerian. Nigeria had to pray him until heaven descended. (laughs) Hallelujah! The people who were born by aristocratic families that we used to celebrate, all of them were hiding in corners when this man manifested and become president overnight. Cote d'Ivoire, Burkina Faso, Cameroon. Germany, the man who took Germany to oblivion was an Austrian. Excuse me, somebody. You know what I'm saying those ones to you? If God allowed that for those who are not his sins, how much more you? How much more you? The place where you are born does not determine your height. Jephthah, you look at his life in Judges 11, born by a prostitute. Okay? By virtue of circumstance, he was born. Then he, became, he was the first son. His brother that was born by the legitimate woman began to validate him. But God gave birth to him as a great man. But when those people validated him, eventually he ran away for his life to a land that he was, you know, uh, uh, he was a sojourner there. But when the time came for his greatness to happen, God caused problems for the people. Alright? And when God caused problems for the people, you know what happened? God put it in the heart of the elders to go and look for Jephthah. They went to look for him. They begged him to rule them. Listen to me. I am talking about the destiny of somebody here. I don't know whether that person is you. What God ordains for you can never bypass you. When the time comes, the people who said no, they will come and beg you and say yes. Yes. Jephthah did not pray prayer of deliverance. He did not bind Satan. He was just worshipping God in the foreign land. And he did not know that God was working on his behalf in his own land. He had forgotten that place because he had been excluded by his own brothers. They excluded him from inheriting a little inheritance. Whereas God ordained him to to inherit the whole nation. The purpose of God for your life cannot be thwarted by any dimension of man. So I leave you with this. The Lord Almighty has sworn, Surely as I plan, it shall be. As I purpose, it will stand. Say after me, The plans of God for me shall be. The purpose of God for me shall stand. As God has planned, my life shall be. As He has purposed, it shall stand. Stand up on your feet and lift your hands and praise God.